is uh, trying to ruin Thanksgiving here in California. So we've already we already pretty much told that Halloween is not is a no go. Um, there are many counties that have you know been telling people no Halloween. There's no trick or treating, and people aren't happy about that. Now we're at Thanksgiving. Okay, this is this is the hol this is the holiday more than Christmas that people um that people come and get together. They, there's people who come from you know, you may have family in Florida, New York, uh New Hampshire, uh Wisconsin, uh Oregon. You may have people who come from all over and they come and meet in one place and they have a nice Thanksgiving day together. Yeah. Yeah, that day, the one that we call Thanksgiving, Gavin Newsom, my good, let me just get into this. I, I, so this from the Daily Wire, Megyn Kelly rips Newsom's Thanksgiving restrictions insanity. On Sunday, Megyn Kelly slammed California's Democrat governor, Gavin Newsom, and the uh, California Department of Health's uh, restrictions on private gatherings that would affect Thanksgiving, tweeting California governor's Thanksgiving insanity must be held outside. Guests may use bathroom inside if sanitized. Masks on while not eating. Singing is strongly discouraged. Max of two hours together. Six feet mandated in all directions between all, all at table and otherwise. Listen to me. Um, this is not the role of government. The role of government is not to intervene into your daily life. It's not to say who you can and can't be with. That's that's not that's not what this that's not the role that government is supposed to be. And that Gavin Newsom has has crossed the line. You're gonna try to tell me and other Californians, Gavin, that uh you know okay, you can only have and let me let me get into some of his other restrictions. Let me get into some of his other ones. That, that 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 that's not even all of them. Okay, where is it? I mean, it's it's just it's horrific. It really is, um, horrific. Okay, um, all gatherings must include no more than three households, including hosts and guests. And must be held outdoors lasting for two hours or less. The longer the duration of the gathering, the risk of transmission increases, the statement noted. Gatherings that occur outdoors are significantly safer than indoor gatherings. All gatherings must be held outside. Attendees may go inside to use the restroom as long as the restrooms are frequently sanitized. You're now going to try to tell me when we can use the restroom? You know... Many, many, here's the thing. I don't think Gavin Newsom is going to be reelected. Mostly because of how he's handled this COVID response. And this this homelessness crisis in California. And, the, and these tax rates, man. But mostly for this COVID problem. He, there, there are many people, not and not just Republicans, not just conservatives. There are many liberals and Democrats that I know and that I've seen strongly 
strongly criticize Gavin and say, Gavin, you've gone too far. This is not, it's not your job to tell us when, when we can, who we can be with, how long we can be with them, and what we can do with our family. That is not your job. It's not his job. I, 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 I personally don't believe that he's, I, I, I don't think he's gonna get reelected. I mean, I would be stunned. I would actually be stunned. The new rules state that those at a gathering may remove their face coverings briefly to eat or drink as long as they stay six feet apart, six feet away from everyone outside their own household and put their, put their face covering out back on as soon as they are done with the activity. Give me an actual break. So let's just think about this. Let's say you have a backyard. Okay. So I want to say, I think the average household size is, I think the average family has about five people in it. Okay. The average household uh, has five people. Fact check me on that. So he's saying, so you can, so what the rule is, you can only have three households at the gathering. Yours is already included. So you can only have two, you have to choose two other families that can come over. So let's say you have 15 people. Okay. So you need six feet. So each person needs to be six feet apart from each other. Do you know how much space you need to do that successfully? This is, this is absurd. This is absolutely absurd. Absurd. This is coming from a person. And again, remember, I work at a grocery store. I deal with hundreds of people every day. I see thousands of people, maybe a couple thousand people a day. Probably more than that, I would say. I touch money, I touch credit cards, I touch pin pads, you know, you know, I touch products that other people have touched. And I, I do this for about eight hours a day, four or five days a week. And let me, let me tell you something. I come across way, a whole bunch of people. Some, some people are coughing, some people do sneeze. Some people, you know, some of those are allergies. Some of those people are actually, they just have a cough. Some of those people, you know, may have, may have something wrong with them. But we're going, Gavin, you're go- you've gone too far. Like this, this to me is, ir- is irredeemable. This is, this is just absolutely wrong. Now, singing and shouting is strongly discouraged. Singing, chanting, and shouting are strongly discouraged because they pose a very high risk of COVID-19 transmission, the statement noted. Singing, chanting, shouting, and physical exertion significantly increases the risk of COVID-19 transmission because these three activities increase the release of respiratory droplets and fine aerosols into the air. Because of this, singing, chanting, and shouting are strongly discouraged, the statement said. Those who do participate in these activities should do so quietly or at below the volume of a normal speaking voice and wear a face covering while engaged in the activity, the statement said. This is evil. This is absolutely evil. 
it's not the it's not the government's job to step in and tell you what to do in your in your personal lives. The job is not to tell you, oh, okay, well, uh, well, you can gather, but it can only be this number of people, and you have to have six feet uh, between you and the next person. You can't sing, you can't shout, um, no physical exertion, so no, you know, family football, uh, you know, Thursday night football, you know, Thanksgiving always has football, so it's like, okay, well, and there's people who shout at the TV, well, don't shout at the TV. This, this is, it's just, it's absolutely absurd. Listen, musicians are allowed at gatherings, but they must be from one of the three households. The playing of any one instruments, those that are played by the mouth, such as trumpet or clarinet, are strongly discouraged, according to the statement. I mean, this is... It's evil. This is this is absolutely evil. Now, let me, let me just scroll down. Back to the Daily Wire thing. Uh, on October 9th, the California Department of Public Health, or CDH, or CDPH, issued their latest guidelines on dealing with the coronavirus COVID-19. Um, the statement also said gatherings that include more than three households are prohibited. This includes everyone present, including hosts and guests. Participating in multiple gatherings with different households or groups is strongly discouraged. All gatherings must be held outside. Attendees must attendees may go inside to use the restroom as long as the restrooms are frequently sanitized. Gatherings may occur in outdoor spaces that are covered by umbrellas. Canopies, awnings, roofs, or other shade structures provided that at least three sides of the space or 75% are open to the outdoors. Give me a break. This is this is absolutely wrong. This is, this is absolutely evil. And let me say this. Californians. The next election is coming up. I don't know who's running for governor. I don't know. But whoever's replacing this clown, we should strongly consider. Seriously. I mean, like, honestly. This is a guy who, ha- who he's trying to take his to take some of his puppet strings and tie you up in them tie you and your family up with them and have you do what he wants you to do at thanksgiving he wants to keep you away from your family he doesn't want you to do the regular things that you do he wants to force you to be outside by the way it's cold outside now it's starting to get colder what if it rains on thanksgiving do we are we still supposed to have it outside, Gavin? Let me let me say this. Let me say this. If you're listening to this and you plan on running for governor of for California, you there's a lot of ammunition you have against this guy. And this might be some of the biggest stuff. Gavin Newsom is act, is actively actively trying to control what you and your family do on uh, on holidays and get-togethers. He's trying to get you to to obey his 
his ridiculous orders and his ridiculous commands. You're going to prohibit more than three households gathering together? You're going to make us go outside? What if it's like 50 degrees? Who wants to eat outside in 50 degree weather? What if it rains? Should we, should we just let the rain fall on our food? Everyone doesn't have a gazebo. Everyone doesn't have an awning. Everyone doesn't have umbrellas outside. Everyone doesn't have a canopy. I look at, I look at my backyard. We don't have any of those things. Evil. Evil. It's absolutely evil. This is not the role of government. It is not their job to come in and tell you what to do with your family on particular days. They are not supposed to really be involved in daily life. He's gone too far. He has gone too far. Antonio Brown. This is this is the name I thought I would never hear again concerning going to the NFL. We know Antonio Brown can play. We know we 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 know he can play. But he is a very immature dude. I can't believe I, I, I can't even believe they thought this was good the Buccaneers thought this was a good idea. Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians said on Sunday that he believes troubled wide receiver Antonio Brown, who is currently serving an eight-game suspension due to, due to multiple violations of the NFL's personal conduct policy, has matured. Arians also said the decision to bring Brown in didn't come from the urging of quarterback Tom Brady, but was one made between him and GM Jason Licht. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Aaron said in March that Brown was not a fit for the Bucks, but that was prior to injuries suffered by their receiving core. I think he's matured, and I believe in second chances. This is not a second chance. Let me just stop right here for a second. This is not a second chance. Antonio Brown has a serious... I don't know if he has a mental problem. I really don't know what's wrong with the guy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things wrong with him. He had that whole thing with the police and his kids outside of his home. You know, he's like, he's, he's just acting, just, just complete foolery from him. This is not just a sec, this is not a second chance. Arian said Sunday when asked what made him change his mind. Everybody wants to say that Tom picked him. Tom didn't have anything to do with it. That is bogus. That's an absolute, that's a joke. You're going to tell me you, you're going to bring in a receiver and your star Hall of Fame quarterback had nothing to do with the decision to bring him in? Give me a break. You, 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 Bruce, you're not fooling anybody. It's okay. It's okay if Tom Brady had a, had a say so. That's fine. They've played together before. It, it's okay if Tom has it. If it's okay if Tom has a say so. This was something that Jason and I have been talking about for a couple weeks, ever since the injuries to our other guys. When the time was right, we would see 
uh, if we could pull the trigger and fit him into what we want to get done. And we'll see. If Antonio does what I think he's going to do, I think he's going to be fine. Brown has been accused by two women in the past year of sexual misconduct, including one who said Brown sent her threatening text messages. And by the way, in terms of in terms of that, I still stand by my, okay, show the evidence. Where's the evidence? Where is that? Where are the text messages? Where where's where's the video evidence? Where's the where's the photographic evidence of this stuff? That that's 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 the way that's the way I, I see this stuff. Accusations don't mean anything to me. I don't care what you're accused of. There's a lot of people who get accused of stuff that they don't do. And there's a lot of people who should be accused of stuff that they have done. Accusations don't matter. What should matter is evidence. What should matter is proof. So let me just say that in defense of Antonio Brown for a second. In a civil lawsuit filed in September 2019, Brown's former trainer said that Brown sexually assaulted her on three separate occasions in 2017 and 2018. A female artist then told Sports Illustrated that when she was painting a portrait in Brown's Pennsylvania home in 2017, she turned around to find Brown naked, holding a small towel in his hand over his genitals, which abruptly ended the session. The NFL also investigated Brown for an alleged domestic dispute in January of 2019, in which the Hollywood uh, Police Department, which member in Florida, not California, was dispatched but did not make an arrest. Then in April 2020, remember that's the thing that he like live streamed? And it was just so weird and bizarre. In April 2020, Brown was charged with attacking a delivery truck driver after the driver attempted to deliver items to Brown's home in January. Brown pleaded no contest to a felony burglary with battery charges and two lesser misdemeanors, misdemeanor charges in the incident. This is not a guy. This is not this. This is not a second chance here. This is a guy with a serious. I don't want to diagnose from afar, but I would say that there's something wrong with him. There's some, and let me say this. You can find some other guys who aren't nearly as dramatic as Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown has proved many times over to be cancerous to the team that he plays for. The Steelers... The Raiders, the Patriots. The data is in. The experiment is done with Antonio Brown. We know who he is. He's a he's a talented diva, but his the level of diva does not outweigh the drama that he brings. He brings in a lot of baggage. And it's just absolutely absurd that, that that they're going with this guy. I I don't understand it. Um. Brady said he's a tremendous football player. I played with him for a brief period of time. Looking forward to working with him again to see what role he can he can come in and play. He's a very hardworking guy. We're all going to go out on the practice field and do the best we can, and we're going to see how it all fits together. There's a lot of hard work ahead. None of it just magically happens. I think we realized that early in the season and we put in a lot of new people together and we've got to figure a lot of things out in a short period of time. We're fighting against uh, uh, continuity continuity of a lot of other teams, a lot of other coaches. Bruce has had tremendous patience with me. 
watching me grow in the offense. I totally appreciate that and respect that and feel like I'm going to feel like I'm getting to a more comfortable place. Um, I, I, I just, I can't believe it. We know he can play, but he, 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 he's, he's a, he's a drama queen. I, 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 I just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't understand it. He's not worth the headache. You don't know what he's going to do at practice. You don't know what he's going to do over the weekend. You don't know what he's going to do before games, at games. He's a volatile guy. He's not worth it. Last story. Biden, um, Biden confuses, uh, Trump with Bush. And, you know, this is, this is very, you know, another Joe Biden gaffe. This, this is, this is, I, I, here, here's, here's my question. At what point do we, at what point does a gaff is a, what point is a gaff no longer a gaff? Where's the line in the sand where it's like, okay, these are gaffs, this is just him misspeaking. And then this is actually him having cognitive decline. Where, where, where's the line drawn? Biden said this is the most consequential election due to the possibility of four more years of George. This is this is absolutely, you know, four more years of George, uh, George. Uh, he uh, Biden said, gonna find ourselves in a position where Trump gets reelect gets elected. We're gonna be we're gonna be in a different world. Biden made another confusing remark over the weekend during an interview with Crooked Media, a leftist publication. This and this is an even bigger story that people aren't talking about nearly enough. While speaking on the issue of voting, Biden said to the hosts, who are former Obama administration officials, um, first of all, go to IWillVote.com to make a plan exactly how you're going to vote, where you're going to vote, when you're going to vote, because it can get complicated, because the Republicans are doing everything they can to make it harder for people to vote, particularly people of color to vote. So go to IWillVote.com. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for President Obama's administration before this, we have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Now, listen. Is it possible that he just misspoke there? Absolutely. But here's the problem. If you see the clip, if you watch Joe Biden say that, he's reading from a piece of paper. He's looking, he looks down and he says it. Who wrote, who wrote that? I mean, that, that, that's kind of, that's kind of a serious thing. Like, this isn't, and it's not like he went back and corrected himself. Because the next thing, the next thing he said is, what the president is trying to do is discourage people from voting by implying that their vote won't be counted. It can't be counted. We're going to challenge it and all these things. If enough people vote, it's going to overwhelm the system. You see what's happening now. You guys know it as well as I do. You see the long, long lines in early voting. While it's not completely uh, plain what Biden was referring to with the comments which, sub which subsequently went viral on Twitter, immediately after the former vice president added something potentially clarifying. If, in fact, you have any, any problem, 
go to, and I don't have the number, but I, but it's 833-DEMVOTE, the letters D-E-M-V-O-T-E. Call that number. We have over a thousand lawyers, over a thousand, and they'll answer the phone. Uh, if you think that there's any challenge to your voting, go to 833-DEMVOTE. Dial these letters on your phone. Uh, that will get you the assistance that we have already put in place. Um, there is a clip of this on Twitter. Um, it's, look up Steve Guest, S-T-E-V-E-G-U-E-S-T. He has a blue check mark next to his name. He's a bald guy with a beard posing in front of American, American flag. And he has, he has a video of, uh, of the whole thing. And it's like, bro, what? Joe Biden is literally reading. He reads it. So it's like, okay, who wrote that? Like, what? Like, what is going on? Trump deputy campaign manager Justin Clark quoted, retweeted, quote, retweeted the video, writing, "People ask why the president fights so hard in court for ballot integrity. Why we have such an extensive election day operation scene. This is why." President Donald Trump retweeted Clark's video and later quoted later quoted Clark's tweet writing what a terrible thing for Biden to say rigged election question mark so um yeah I mean but but let, let me just say that man at what point at what point do we say okay these gaffes are no, no longer gaffes I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if Trump came out and said the exact same thing that Biden did, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC would have, these networks would have complete and total meltdowns. They'd be like, the president has come out and said, the president has come out and said that he has a huge organization uh, for uh, election fraud. This is huge. This it's absolutely huge. Let me read what he said again. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did it for President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. If they if people saw Donald Trump read that from a piece of paper, look down and read that. Oh my god, I I don't know what would happen. They they would they, they they would be an investigation so so fast they'd be like oh my god we have to investigate this, but because Biden did it was just oh it's it's a gaff. At what point and please let me know at what point are gaffes no longer gaffes? At what point is this cognitive decline? Where is the line in the sand? Where do we differentiate these things? We have to figure that out with Joe Biden. Um, we are one week from election day. One week. It's going to be a very, very interesting, uh, week coming up.